0: Having a whiskey at Thundergun. This is the Wild Eye podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye, and this is episode 324 of the podcast. Now, early today, we spent a lot of time at Thundergun Steakhouse, which is one of the oldest steakhouses in Johannesburg. Now, that content we'll be sharing down the line. We've got some great video footage of everything, interviews with the owner, the waiter, we went backstage, a walkthrough of the place, the pub, it's an amazing facility, but that's for another time. After we did all of that, and the wildlife team who joined us all went home, myself, Mike and Johan stayed back, we enjoyed, okay, three double whiskeys on the rocks, and we just shared some thoughts, just put the podcast on, put the mic on, and we just talked, it's something I'm going to do more in the, in, the, in the future, where we're going to have a couple of drinks, we're going to put the podcast on, and just talk. It was a lot of fun, and I hope you guys enjoyed this one, because we surely did. Okay, so we're at Thundergun. Okay. Mike, how are you feeling? <laughs> okay, that, that translates to, he's just had a kilogram of ribs, <laughs> um, he's had, he's had what? Chips? Onion, Zips, rings, onion rings, ice cream, a drink, drafts.
1: two drafts. No, three. This is my third one, and I'm really struggling. Um, and ice cream and bar one sauce. And that was like half a kilogram of ice cream <laughs> and bar one sauce. So, yeah, I'm feeling. I felt better. Yeah, Let's put it that way. It's like I told you. My dad
0: always said that the ice cream melts and goes in between the food. Yeah, so it doesn't right. fill you up. It just fills the gaps. Exactly.
1: exactly. The bar one sauce sits on top, though. <laughs> that's the problem. That was really good, though. Mm. The food, the service. Everything was just really amazing. I've got a question.
0: So tomorrow we're going to record, tomorrow, whatever tomorrow's date is, we're going to record a bit of a video in the studio as to what this content stuff is. What's the biggest win with us getting out of the office on a Wednesday and doing stuff like this?
1: Makes us smile. Thank you for listening. See you (laughs) next (laughs) time. Great mental fix. eh? Mm. You are Come on. So, i stop batting the spoon baby in me. Um, <laughs> so, um, I think the um,
2: the creative side for us, you know, like I think we, we've seen things in such a way from a wildlife point of view, mm. going, going on a trip, and it's often hard to, to be creative from our point of view when you're looking after your clients. You know? So I think this is the last sort of how long we've been going with this now, a couple of months, and it's, mm. it's really made us think out the box. And I mean, we were chatting about it earlier, I think we're getting better and better. Yeah. I think we, we're getting more confident speaking to camera. Yeah. Um, we know what we want to achieve. So I think creatively, and also what Mike said, you know, just that um, from a mindset point of view, just mm. to be able to get out and and, and you know, have something to look forward to every week and not just have, not just become stale and you know, going to the office and sitting behind a computer, mm day in and day out to to get out have some fun have some laughs I mean we had had, um, uh, Elisma and and Zander from the office here today for them to also see what we've we've been doing Mm. I think gives them a bit of inspiration and also gives them a day out where they can have fun so I think that during these times where it's very difficult from a mental point of view I think that's, that's the biggest one I mean in all reality if we had to sit in the office now or even work from home how many emails would
0: you have had I mean I'm looking at my computer there's fucking nothing yeah. so now you get forced to sit in an office because we have to follow procedure whatever it is yeah. but it's stupid yeah. get out rather do something and from what I've gathered there's more the, the, the comment and engagement from people online
1: it's been awesome yeah. it's been yeah. awesome and I think once these things start rolling out and if I have this correctly it'll be next week Wednesday next week Wednesday so the, the date first. would be the 10th yeah. So tenth right.
0: of tenth yeah. of March, first one's going out.
1: Yeah, and I think once these things start rolling out, um, people will start realizing the value add that these things have—not mm. only for us to get out there and enjoy yeah. it, but to entertain people online. Yeah. no, it's not always yeah no. a serious fact after fact type thing in episode and chat, and it's it's fun. It's, it's diverse. It is very diverse. Very diverse. So, and it, it's also taken us way out of our comfort zone which in turn as well I mean there's been funny moments where yeah. and I'm sure there will be quite a few loopers roles coming out but it's, it's really going to add mm. a good mood to someone's day when they watch it like yeah. I think the, the, the idea of taking the skill transfer from what we're doing when
0: we one day get back to travelling full time yeah. of how to document how to story tell even how to interview like your guide at a lodge or anything oh, I think yeah. it's,
2: it's huge it's going to be good yeah. and I think it's also I mean it's a win-win for, for everyone you know, whether we're doing lodges or restaurants you know everyone has struggled through this COVID period mm. so we, we're giving eyes on their business which they wouldn't have had and I mean we, we saw the results from our recent uh, Simmobilie and Bush, yeah. which I think it was like over a million uh, impressions I think yeah I'm between like, between the three of us between, between the yeah. three of us yeah and you know for a place like Thunder Gun here probably doesn't need much introduction but it could have been someone that's forgotten about it mm. looks at our stories and things you know what I haven't had rips at Thunder Gun for no. the last 10 years. No. Shit, this looks amazing, let me go back. And, and, you know, we're not charging them for that. So it, it's bringing business in for them. It's us getting creative. It, it's people seeing our engagement and the laughs. So everyone wins from it. You know? yeah. so it's a full circle. And it's it's, it's a kind of a feel good thing as well, that you can maybe sort of help some of these companies. There's local businesses. Uh, local yeah. businesses after, after this whole COVID thing. If I, th- I
0: mean, if I think today, like, Mike, I saw your interview with, uh, with Timbani, our waiter, um, I saw Krista interview the owner here. I'm looking at the vet, when we interviewed the vet and stuff, like I think just, and maybe this is very schwao and fucking Haggadassi or something, but there's also a certain self-enrichment. Yeah. Like you're learning stuff, I've been living oh. here all my life, and it's like, oh, oh, yeah. this is new. Yeah. And that, that element is also pretty
1: interesting. Exactly. And just the history of this building, this mm. whole, this building holes and Thundergun itself itself, is yeah. quite spectacular. Mm. Um, and it, it, yeah, it's its inspiration. And I mean, I'm sure I've never really dealt with Paul, the owner of Thunder Gun, um, in my previous visits to this restaurant. But I'm sure if you pull him aside as a random coming into the, the restaurant and say, listen, just give me a quick five, ten minute briefing of the yeah. history of this place. Oh, yeah. He's the type of individual who, mm. he will jump. He'll probably talk your ears off your head because <laughs> yeah. he's got a lot of information. He's, yeah. you, can see you, he's got, you were saying you were talking about you're looking at something and he came to you? Or? Yeah, I was, I was busy filming or taking uh, images of the, one of the original articles that's hanging on the wall here. They've got so many cool memorabilia and things hanging all over the show here. And Paul actually came up to me after I took a, f- a photograph of this, this, um, this poster and he started giving me a whole rundown about the history of not only this restaurant but about the area. You know yeah. how it used to be called Machaliser, and how Bayes Mordea, where it had ended, close to where the old uh, Mercedes-Benz yeah. um, s- car show sales room was, um, and how where the the, the the gravel roads ran, and so it's it's really deep history, not only yeah. about about Thundergun itself. He's got, you can just see the guy so proud proud of of what he's created in this area of Johannesburg. It's really special to see. I
2: think the cool thing is also like I mean and we had it at the at the vet as well, is to be able to get behind the scenes. Like I mean we went to the back of the kitchen here where the guys were everything from the chaos of like cooking the ribs and orders coming through to actually going into the fridges and my goodness, I've never seen so many ribs in my life. It's <laughs> I mean, actually the, shocking. Like boxes <laughs> really? and boxes really? and
1: bo- uh, like seven hundred kilograms you see, it, right? In that one freezer. Yeah, right? I mean, seven hundred kilograms
2: of ribs in it's that one freezer. Just a whole wall of ribs. It's literally <laughs> that, that fridge is as Unreal. big as my kitchen, and it's like just full with ribs, steak. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's, um, All the, I don't want to hear that right now, though. Anything food related? So what, what, what do, do, do you want for to dinner
1: tonight, Mike? I am having a glass of water. Not even. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not going to have anything. Perfect. Might skip breakfast as well. Really? And lunch well, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it, was a, it was a big meal though. It was, I was meeting that guy and he
0: says because they get the ribs like a certain way they don't cut it or chop it or something. So you could get it on your plate anything up to 1.3 kilos. Yes. Oh. I think we all got 1.3.
2: I think it was close to 2. <laughs> <laughs> so we got
0: all of the kilograms today.
1: Nah, that's mad. No, it was... It was good now. What in total we had about seven kilograms of rib on, ribs on our table. Between nice, yeah.
0: and about four hundred yeah. grams of chicken schnitzel. Yeah. There we go. Little bees so no. on the side, yeah. So
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's actually it's such an impressive operation mm-hmm. that they're in here. If you could choose anything, what else would you go fill What else would I go for? Like ideas for the future. Anything non-food related, right? <laughs> <laughs> My, My, Mike's I'm a, stuck on <laughs> Mike's a bit burnt right now. It's bitter. <laughs> bitter. Johan. Uh, um,
2: that one. My <laughs> I'd, I'd really like to get like a, a feel-good thing, but also something I think that our clients can experience when they come to Germany, you know, so I think some of the cultural stuff I think would be mm. really cool, we, we're talking about and yeah. even like some of the street photography, Mike, I know you did it not too long ago, yeah. but I think something like that would be really, really cool, and I think it's something that, you know, it's, I was actually telling to, to Linda yesterday um, about, you know, People haven't photographed for so long that now all of a sudden you go on a safari to, say to Masai Mara for mm. example, you almost need like a 2 or 3 day introduction. Like of, a warm up. Like a warm up before you go on that yeah. safari. And, you know, even if it's something like in the street or like arty or landscape, whatever it might be, just to get that sort of muscle memory yeah. back again. I think I'm really excited. I saw what, what, uh, what Mike did on that street photography. Thing he went on with a Ryan Quirk, yeah, uh, some sick images. And, and, and that looks insane. So I think that for me would would be something really cool. And then something like a, a feel-good factor, I think, would be would mm-hmm. be really nice to try and you know make a bit of a difference. And also again, you know, for a lot of these local artists or street photographers, to try and get a bit of business mm-hmm. their way as well and help them through these, these, these tough, tough times. times. I mean, like you
1: said, giving back in a way. It's like when Ryan Quirk and I did the. The street photography thing, it wasn't just like okay, we're wandering into the streets shooting and photographing. Mm. It's so Ryan works, he's high up in Pick and Pay, which okay. for our international listeners is a big food chain. Um, and well, not food, well, yeah, you can call it a food chain, or it's, shopping. Almost, it's almost like a Dwayne Reed or a or convenience whole store. food type thing, okay? Yeah, um, and so he's high up there. So, what he had done is he got like tons of rolls, poloni, cheese, jam, peanut butter, syrup. And we like made tons of sandwiches. And we, every, like when we were walking around about here and had, particularly in Soweto, yeah. kids would come running and they, you know, we'd greet them, we'd say, how are you doing? Have some fun. Are you guys hungry? Yes. Give them some food. <laughs> yeah. And in a way, yes, we're there kind of in, if we may call it intruding and invading their space taking photographs of things Um, but yet again it's more acceptable because we're giving back we're feeding these kids because a lot of these areas we visited you find and you see people who are they got nothing you know and like a sandwich a day to them is it's a major treat so I think the
0: important thing I don't know you did that yeah but this is the point though because there are and this goes for charity feel good conservation a lot of people do that in order to get attention so that, oh, Johan, you're such a mm. nice guy for doing that. Mm. It's something that almost, and I mean, I know that at now we've done some conservation things. We don't mention it, because yeah, it's not the point. Yeah, It's for the people who, who are on the receiving end, like the kids you gave those them, things yeah. to, it's about them. If you now go and use it to market and say, oh, look how good I am,
1: exactly. you're missing the point. You're defeating oh, you, yeah, for sure. That's really cool. Yeah, so that was really a, a cool and very moving experience. Mm. It really is humbling. Um, and it's, again, it's fucking it's, it's, it's tiring. It's a long day. You on your feet all the time. And But yeah, it's, that really does fuel the creative juices. So I'd, mm. be, I'd definitely be keen to join you guys shooting yeah. the city. Yeah.
2: What would you like to go to I don't know.
0: Uh, my dad gave me the number of wildlife vet he used to work with. Yeah. So we've done a vet, which the episode will still come out, but a normal vet. But wildlife vet, I'm supposing, would be like cows and horses and... I
1: don't know Donkeys or whatever. Goats or yeah, no. wildebeest until, until he calls And says listen We need to go Dart a, a lion Yeah Let's do this So if we can just <laughs> Plan that please
0: um, But it's It's almost I think the stuff That I'm keen on Is to get behind Like you've mentioned Behind the scenes yeah. Yeah. Like even a restaurant That I've been I've been coming to this place Where we're sitting now For the last 30 fucking some years Yeah um, The vet I've been taking my dogs There since forever And you, you go behind the curtain And to me, it's almost like anything where we can get behind the curtain, tell the real story, because there's a lot of fake. You want to see the unseen, Marketing is fake, the the stuff we see online is fake, and just to get that real story,
1: I think that's where this was going for me. No, and I mean, you're speaking about real story behind the scene, it's like none of what we did here today could have been scripted. (laughs) Obviously, what we wanted to film achieve out of this, yes, there was an idea, but we literally we called Paul, the owner of Thundergun, at like what? two o'clock yesterday afternoon. Yes. So yeah. listen, this is what we want to do. He said, sure, come in. Yeah, and we were great. in here to, at 12 today. Yeah. So everything that they spoke about, shared with us, showed us, it was all wrong. really the They didn't film. know what we are going to ask them. No. Or what we are going to do. Yeah, nothing. They just knew we were coming. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really eye-opening. It's a special special thing to be a part of. Yeah.
2: And I think this is also like an eye-opener for us, uh, for, you know, for the lodgers yeah. as well. I mean, we've all worked at lodgers. Mm. We know what happens behind the scenes. Yeah, and often it's, it's chaotic and it's um, it's messy and things, but I think it's something that I think will make for great reality TV, you know, for for documentaries and things. I think there's really something something there, whether it might be you know chatting to your chef or speaking to a tracker about you know getting the cooler box ready or what his <clears throat> plans are for the afternoon, how he. How he sort of envisions the often why he decides you to go and kind of follow up with that particular animal. Yeah. Do think you think like people that? think like that though? Yeah. I mean think of Safari. Yeah. So obviously our
0: guests are kind of a lot of them get wrapped up and sometimes too wrapped up in the camera and stuff. But do you think people going on Safari now or experiences, do they actually think like this? Like yeah. the waiter, you mic interviewed him. Do people ask him about where you're from? We found out he was radio, what? Yeah, he was a presenter on ninety one point something. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But, but do they ask people like the tracker? You're going to spend between, I don't know, three and 15 days with the person. People don't ask. No.
1: And I That's I, just, weird. Uh, I reworked a, a blog that I wrote. It was my 99th blog for WildEye mm. where I was expressing expressing appreciation to Fios McKenzie, who yes. was he's the head tracker at Sabi Sabi. Mm. He was my tracker for a very long time during my stint at Sabi. Um, and in there as well, I stress the fact and encourage people to sit these trackers down Mm. even though for the most part they're extremely humble individuals who most people view as (laughs) a good ornament sitting on the front of that vehicle looking for tracks and animals Mm. and shining a spotlight but there's so much more to these people and if you take it's like our our team in the Mara if you take Dixon or Tenke or or someone by the hand and say, listen, I need you for five minutes. Mm. Walk them to the riverbed or banks of the river and ask them a question. Yeah. Dig into their mind. You will be blown away yeah. Yeah. by the answers that you would receive from them. Yeah. I mean, Fios, he's been guiding there or tracking there for over 25 years. God, this guy has got stories that you would yeah. never have even think, of, yeah. thought of. Yeah. Experiences that you couldn't even dream of. Yeah. So if you can dig into their, their memory yeah. bank, it's but,
2: it's... but it's also, for them, it's also like a respect thing. You almost have to earn it. You can't sort of just, just delve in you guys know. sort of just arrive and like yeah. okay cool Tell me but, but I like, think
0: because that's because they put up this wall. yeah I'm getting a phone call from Apps of Vehicle Insurance again piss off I'm not interested um, <laughs> maybe they want to join the podcast yeah
1: it's put them on call <laughs> uh,
0: hello um, it's you say they've got to earn respect a lot of people come there and they'll engage with a tracker at a drink stop almost like a waiter or a servant yeah. and then they try and like ask in, in that environment they try and ask a question oh so where are you from how long have you been here yeah. and I think the guys have a bit of a, of a front up right. you have to get past that be real I mean, and so open with it but then, that means you have to actually from your own part you have to get a bit more humble and go to them exactly, exactly. because they see people day by day by day and they've got this wall up yeah. go behind that wall yeah. it's golden and that's but also like
2: often like one of the things that I have Against a lot of the cultural shooting that they do online. You know, Ethiopia has been <coughs> marked it as, as a big thing for that. Mm. You know, it's often, it feels, and I think you can almost see it in images where it's, it's kind of like arrive, stand there, pose when a photography boom, 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 wears. It's not like a day of like just building those relationships, no. getting their trust. And then you, I think then you get a more yeah. a natural image as well. You know, once you get that trust from the local people. Yeah. And I mean, I, I haven't done those those Scotchal shoots. So I'm not sure how you said Ryan is very good at it. He obviously knows, a lot, of people, those, yeah. he obviously knows a lot of those people it's in those communities. It's tough. I'm,
1: it's difficult. It's very difficult shooting, but it's also very awkward knowing that particularly because when you do cityscapes and stuff, you're shooting with Wyatt. I was carrying a 1635. Yeah. So you've got very wide focal Mm. lengths and you you li- you very much In that person's Personal space Yeah You know with Dixon And like the guys In our Mara camp When we photograph them They're like our brothers They're family Yeah we can get, They don't mind If you shove a camera Right up against their nose mm. you know, They just They know what it's about And they exactly. respect us Because of how we do it Exactly And it's yeah. also because We respect them Yeah um, But yeah going to to a person In the street I mean if you look At like Lee Jeffrey <laughs> Who I don't know if you yeah. see His work yes. online He's got phenomenal work And he's, he did an episode Of how he Um he recorded a—I a, don't know if it was a podcast or Instagram TV—but it was his first ever portrait that he, or person that he photographed, in the streets of—I don't know if it was California somewhere—and mm-hmm. he had a long... I get a 200mm lens, and he was—I don't know it was on holiday, mm-hmm. on business, but he took a day off and he walked around the streets and he photographed this woman from across the street. Yeah, and she noticed it like paparazzi style. Yeah, yeah, and she noticed him, and she lost her yeah. shit. Yeah. She went off on him yeah. and at that moment he said he's never felt so um, connected to an individual and humbled at the same time ever no, in his life yeah, yeah, yeah. other than that moment and he actually <coughs> spent the rest of that day that he wanted to explore the city to sit down and speak to her mm. and he just she opened up to him heavily and then from yeah. that point onwards created the photography yesterday and he's a mm. phenomenal photographer yeah. so he approaches all his work with... Yeah major respect that it's it's that like people photography is interesting yeah i mean things like that could happen i mean i could approach a guy and say listen you look amazing give him the whole spiel and say i'd love to photograph you yeah. and he could say sure for the most part they were very open about it but he yeah. could lose it and yeah. he yeah. freak out they might get offended exactly yeah. um so yeah it's, it's uh yeah. it's not the easiest thing yeah. to no, i think
2: the, the, to the difficult thing is once you put a camera in someone's face their behavior changes i mean how like, do you feel
0: you it, walk you it, on the street yeah and someone suddenly can't take a picture it's like uh, it's, it's awkward
2: yeah, but even like I mean we all know each other pretty well as soon as you put that camera in my face mm. there's a part of me that changes 100% there, there, there's, it might be 2% but there's a part of me yeah. and that's why I'm uh, like and <laughs> I'm, uh, Mike Mike says like giving up he can't give up
0: your, he's, he's tapping yeah. out hey? um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. a
2: big fan of uh, you know going into these villages and just then people, you know, just carry yep. on with your with your normal sort of daily routines and pretend I'm not even here, <coughs> and not stage those, those yep. shots. Because then I think you, and I love it when wedding photographers do that as well. They ah. you know, you know, just photograph people as they're doing their natural thing instead of the one, two, three, smile I and mean, You're so tired of yeah. posing and smiling for every single photo. Yeah,
0: I think there's, there's two photographers. The one is David Dushman the Canadian humanitarian photographer. Probably one of the best authors of photography I've ever written. And he also talks about how he would literally sit in the area and go speak to someone first. He'll have his camera around his neck, mm. go and speak to this person, and eventually get to that point. But sometimes, and most of the time, he says he doesn't even get the photo. But he talks to them first. And the other one is Christopher Michel, is a client of ours. Oh, yes. His work is, as a travel brilliant. photographer, He's brilliant. But I've seen him with people in various countries. And the mm. way... I remember in Borneo, we were in sander or something i don't I think and the day before we left on the trip there was a fish market so him and i went with our cameras so i'm like doing my thing and kind of wide cheating he would walk up to anybody it doesn't matter who what where and i would stand back and watch him And within like a minute he's this person's best friend it's a it's a gift
1: no doubt.
0: and because of that his images speak i mean chris michelle I'll, I'll probably hook him up in this i'm getting him on the podcast soon but go and check his work his it's so natural and he, he can go from, okay, Johan, we're going to pose you now and take a picture, and it looks amazing. Or he can get you natural laughing, and it's oh, it's crazy. That's skill. Yeah, something else, well. you know, I mean, just You said something like Ethiopia. So I've never been. I mean, Dankwitz was there. He can, yeah. he can share a bit more. But looking at a lot of the stuff that people share from there, I spoke to a client of ours that went with another operator, regardless of who it is. And she said, and she, she we were traveling somewhere together. And she showed me a picture on a phone of a little little kid in the village with a, a, a bicycle rim, and he was pushing with a stick. Yeah. And she did a slow pan. Oh. And I'm like, holy shit! It's I mean, amazing. how do you do Half that?
1: Image.
0: No, no, no. This is how it works. We say, okay, can you do this from there to there? One dollar. Can you go again? One dollar. That that shot she said cost her seven dollars. So every time this kid did that thing, it cost a yeah. dollar. It's like, ah, uh, because you look at the image, you think, holy hell. That's like real life in a
2: village near the village, no and It's not. Yeah, I don't it's know. It, it's uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it's funny. And you kind of get it somewhere, but you, you almost want like a standard fee, like like you, you pay um, conservation fees when you're going to a reserve. Yeah. So almost like a, like a <coughs> conservation fees, not but like village fees, whatever. Sure. you go going to the village, no, no matter what you photograph, you can be there for two or three hours, mm. but that village is going to receive X amount because at the end of the day, sure. they need to. Whether we like it or not, they need they, they need to get an income. And they obviously see the opportunities as well that you know these photographers are coming in to, to photograph us. This is a business opportunity. So I think it has to be respected, but it's such a fine line. Because mm-hmm. you know, once you start handing dollars out for every single thing, you know, then the last thing you want is then for tourists to be um, pushed away because the people are asking for money the whole time. Oh, yeah, and, and, yeah, that cuts both ways, you're 100 you, you can see that quite a bit in Mozambique where in the past people just used to give money, money for whatever reason and now when you go to the border post no. it's like, you but, know, you're a visitor, you give me money uh, and it, it's such a fine line, it's, it has to be so carefully controlled.
0: Why, why is photography always have fine lines? Because, I could talk like we're talking about now this, I remember when we used to run digital photography courses out of the office, you send 12 people out into the design quarter, they start taking pictures, security guards come running from everywhere. It's like yeah. blow the place up. But the same thing is, so with, with culture and travel, and what you speak about as well Mike is getting that respect first, it's a fine line of when am I pushing the boundary or not? Wildlife photography is the same. There might not be money changing hands between you and the lion, but there's a certain ethical responsibility that we have, why do people push it? Why do you feed them? No, for Why do you bait them? Exactly. Why do you... And the worst thing is people don't honest about it. They just say so. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's A lot of stuff happening is just... It's going too far. Mm. It really is.
2: I think it's, it's, it's people trying to push to get a better image than the, the previous guy. And I think that's mm. when... I was always... I absolutely love that saying that says... Like an ethical guide is someone doing the right thing when no one's watching. Yeah, and I love that because it's it's very easy to be ethical when you've got eyes on you. Because you know, then it compromises your ego and your brand. Exactly. But you know, to be able to be ethical when it's just you there, when there's no one watching you, that's that's mm. when you're really ethical. And then you get the idiots that just are not ethical and still post it online for hundreds of thousands of people to view. Oh. I think that's okay.
0: It's not okay. Yeah. It's hundred percent not okay.
1: Yeah.
2: No. I mean and,
0: and always with wildlife photography, wildlife will always be more important than photography. Yeah. People have flipped that around. Yeah. Because now they can create a big artwork that's
1: It's become a selfish
0: thing. Hundred percent. It's just about me. Mm. Animals it becomes a commodity that we just use exactly. in those instances rather than trying to be there, experience and just observe. Exactly. It's become this thing that we can use as we wish.
2: Yeah. Mm. It's wrong. I think, like like you say, the big thing you said is just to be honest. I mean, we were at um, some ambulance a second now for mm. well, last week for four nights. Yeah. And on our last morning, you guys will remember this morning, we almost slept in. Remember, we like was, almost were, didn't go out If, we were, if it was raining, we were, I would we were hoping have slept, rain. I kid you not. But anyway, we go out <laughs> and we, we, we find this. The, the previous day, we heard these leopards yeah. mating. And we find this male leopard, no sign of the female. Female arrives, they mate. All of a sudden, after the meeting, she charges the vehicle. She was an angry cat. Now, Yo. I posted that video, and I'm sure you guys have mm-hmm. it as well. And a lot of people asked, you know, why are charging the vehicle? Why are you upsetting the animal? And it, we could not have predicted that. No. She literally, I mean, the, the male was as calm as anything. <laughs> he was chilling there, very relaxed. I mean, mm. We were, you know, 10, 15 meters away from him. Yeah. The female came out. And that was only, what, 20 minutes later when she came out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Later, like, we didn't know where she was. She came out, they made it, and suddenly after she made it, she just, like, lost it. Whatever that male said or did, like, obviously didn't impress her that much. (laughs) She she, she came out there guns blazing, and I can can see why people can react to that on social media, but I think it's important to, in your narrative, to explain it off the bat. Mm. To say, you know what, this is not ideal, we don't want to get that reaction, but we could not have predicted this. We literally came in, and in the video you can actually hear us saying, "Okay, we're going to make a strategic exit yeah. and, and let to it Grant,
0: be. Grant Grant was our guide. To his credit, he said. And then when we left, he also told the next vehicle. Yeah. You know, the the be male's cool, but she's bad. Not
2: yeah.
1: happy.
2: I have to share those things. Have yeah. to. I think yeah, just being honest with, with the audience. I think that, that's it's the biggest it.
1: thing <laughs> it's about education yeah. Yeah. We, <coughs> I think we hit this nail on the head quite hard when we did the uh, YouTube comments Q&A yes. about, what was it three weeks ago yeah uh, two weeks ago um, and yeah it's just again I'd encourage everyone to before they pull a rabbit out of the hat and make a big hoo ha out of it Mm. Rather just get in touch with if it's Johan's video, or Jerry's, or ask. mine. Ask, ask the question instead of going on a full-on rant on comments. Which yeah. is okay because it's good for algorithms. So you can do that as well if you want. Yeah, just <laughs> uh, save save the image as well, please, yes. um, and share it with all your friends. Yes, but you know, just ask a simple question, mm. and it's like well, I'm gonna. We all come from a guiding background, Yeah. so lying about certain things. Or about right. all things in nature is not part of us. Right. We had to share a shared true and authentic wildlife experience with our guests. So if you ask us a question, maybe on safari with us or online, we're gonna give you a truthful You answer. might not like the answer. You might not like the answer sometimes. Oh yeah. But we we don't even like the answer no, sometimes. But, but it is what it is. That's it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. But also like we're also human. We also make mistakes and sometimes make the wrong call because for whatever reason. So we're not not saying that we're hundred percent great, but yeah, there's there, there, there's breaking rules and then there's like being totally unethical.
1: Mm.
0: Look, if that, if that look, makes sense. Bre- rules you can often break, like uh, we said, without knowing. We went yeah. in with an elephant. I've been in elephant sightings where I had to do things when I was still guiding. Yeah. We had to do things to get out of a situation because you can predict that. Yeah. Some things happen. Or you go walking with guests and you bump into lions. Yeah. You might have to do things to get out of the situation which you wouldn't go in wanting to do. Yeah. But to go into a situation knowingly, I'm going to photograph, I don't know, a fox, and I'm going to throw food for them because then it's going to make my job easier. Yeah. I'm going to get better images and That's the fox no get killed. Yeah.
2: That's not cool. That's no
0: good. No, I think the education thing is a problem though because, especially with social media, it was about four years ago, five years ago, I was doing a presentation in New York to a marketing company. So we did this marketing show, and there was an auditorium, a monster marketing advertising company. And they had a little auditorium. So it must have sat about 200 people. So I did, I think it was Africa to the Arctic, where I kind of take destination and talk through this. But that morning, as I went from my hotel to the venue, there was on TV, this is in Manhattan, a, a, a television ad about elephant conservation. And they said that for one dollar a day you can save an African elephant and blah 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 blah. Massive campaign, beautiful graphics, visuals, and at the end donate to elephants.org, and one dollar a day. So I'm like, a bit weird. So anyway, so I get to this presentation and say, okay guys, before we start, I saw this ad this morning about this elephant, save an elephant for one dollar a day. And this was when our rhino poaching here was 2016, 17 somewhere. marketing. How many of you, and this is 200 people who work in marketing and advertising internationally. They're not stupid people. Hmm. They should be connected to what's happening in the world based on what they do. And I'm like, okay, how many of you saw this elephant ad? Yeah, 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 I know. See it every day. Cool. How many of you are aware of the rhino poaching issue in Africa? Two people in the entire auditorium put their hands up. That's sad. So I'm like, whoa. Because that was relevant at the time. And at the time, and this might sound harsh, we have enough elephants. Hmm. Like, some areas have too many elephants. Hmm. But... But a story, some person told a story online and it got fire and one person became the poster boy and, and that became the elephant. now. Yeah. But the real issues you cannot get if you're not here or speaking to someone that's here. Yeah. You can't. You can't do it. Yeah. No, absolutely. I don't know.
2: Yeah, ja, look no at whiskey, Johan. Yeah. Ja. What <laughs> ja. did you guys enjoy about being back in the bush? I don't know if, like, about you guys. Mike, you were in Kenya recently, but...
1: Yeah, so I'm out of this one <laughs> You <laughs> just didn't digest it yeah. I think is, I've, I've inherited
2: John's food baby Mark's just mocking His food, food baby At the moment <laughs> um, But I mean This is the first time I've, I've been in the bush Since our toilet trip Last year, August
1: Yeah so, that so Yeah So that's Jeez, That's five
0: Five, six months Also just I mean just for To clarify to people so Twilight is not the same bush As what we're talking about No, no, no so It's no. a very different ecosystem
2: Yeah I mean we went to Sabi Sabi are you looking great. I'll get the waiter. We went to okay, Sabi Sabi. maybe Sobi. just
0: two more of these unless you want one. Okay. Cool. Thanks.
2: Jameis is Double on the Rocks, thank you. We went to Sabi Sabi, I think in June, July, something, something like that. Oh, yes. But uh, again, when I was chatting to Linda last night, I said to her, it's amazing how you just sort of absorb everything. Mm. For me, it was like I would wake up half an hour earlier than yeah, I, I normally would. Yeah. I'd stay up half an hour later than what I normally would. Just suck it in. Just suck it in, and you, oh. you kind of want you kind of want time just to stand still, mm. and just, you know, no matter what what you see, it could be a squirrel, it could be a mongoose, could be a leopard. Yeah. The, the, the sound, it's, it's almost like your senses get heightened. You, you, oh. You're paying attention to every sound, every smell. It does switch you on. And, and, and that's where, like, for me... I'm super excited for the Mara season this year mm. because I think if you haven't been to yet, if, if you haven't booked yet, I think this is going to be the best year to go because I think our staff are going to be super ma- motivated. They're gonna, they haven't had
0: guests for over a year. They're, they're going gonna to be, gonna be,
2: they're going to be blowing the socks off it, and I think people going oh, are going to be <laughs> are going <laughs> to be really there to absorb every single moment, mm. every single minute. Definitely. Uh, no. I just I really make the most
1: of it. I just stepped into this conversation after ordering another round, um, and all I heard was that the staff are going to be super amped and motivated mm. And I've got no doubt. I back you one hundred percent there because I, with my recent trip to Kenya, got to spend b- time with both Sammy and Jimmy. Mm. Yeah. Sammy in, in in the Mara and then Jimmy in Samburu and Lewa. Yeah. And these, i never seen them. So, something, there's something different. There is. Yeah. There is. and the positivity that's just Yeah. it's exploding out of them. Yeah. Is really something I'm very excited yeah. about as well and looking forward to. It. I think it's going to be a phenomenal season.
2: What did, what did you enjoy most about I just, being I, back? You know what? I think it's something that
1: when we have
0: guests with us, it's a very different kettle of fish. And then when you have guests I mean, it's my, We spoke earlier when Lizma and them were here, it was like people sleeping on the vehicle, which Lizma does, (laughs) and talking about kind of driving back some days in the Mara where you've had a great morning, the guests are all now chill because they know you're going back, they've had a massive sighting, and they kind of start chilling down. And then you'd sit in the front, and you also like, you just kind of like almost exhale. Mm. And it's difficult with guests to get those moments where you're driving in the bush, and you sit back, and you just switch off from everything, and you think to yourself... This is pretty cool. Yeah, and what we have now at at Saseka and Simbambili is there was more opportunity to do that. Yeah. But even if it was the same amount of time, I think the the, the, the value or the the gravity of those moments was bigger. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Because I haven't had it for so long.
1: Yeah.
0: So I, I think it's those quiet moments. And the same as you, I would in the evening get to my room. I would open all the windows, everything, so I can hear outside. Yeah. But I think it's, it's, it's that appreciation for, again, I might sound like I'm hugging a tree, but for what's real. No, yeah, exactly. It's like that
2: real thing. And I think I- anything that sort of gets taken away from you, right, you you, so um, appreciate. you appreciate it so much more once it's back. You know, whether no. it be your water at home or your electricity no. or, and no one could have predicted what's going to happen with <laughs> this thing. I mean, if, if last year, like last year this time is probably when it hit us, if you had to take like 15 months ago mm. if someone had to say to you you know what for the next cheers. year cheers cheers for the next year year and a half you're not going to be traveling you're not going on a single safari i would have called bullshit on that straight away yeah and, and i'm it, sure you did yeah well i did <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I
1: remember three weeks, it's not that bad i remember what it a year happened later. i was
0: pumped for a three-week lockdown a different discussion
2: yeah, <laughs> i remember when it happened i spoke to some friends in the, in the industry and i said you know what like, I could do it th- three weeks, maybe even a few months, as long as we can do the Mara in July. Yeah. yeah, And that is like, holy hell, We couldn't even be, like, further from the truth. No, yeah, you couldn't and think of it. it um, so, I really think that everyone that, you know, whether you work in the, in the industry, if you're a guest, yeah. everyone's going to, like, enjoy it so much more. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I truly hope people are going to look after it so much better than... Yeah. than what we have in the past because uh, and also again it, it sounds like I'm a bunny hugger and things but <laughs> I, I think places like the Mara and things it has been abused yeah. and I'm hoping like this sort of absence from from a tourism point of view will get hopefully get rid of the riffraff mm. and have like the people that really matter go do, in and run safari do, do
0: you think there's people that have never thought about safari that went into lockdown and suddenly they've got nothing better to do they go into Instagram they search shit and now suddenly they want to go on a safari. So, you know what I mean? Is, is, uh,
1: did lockdown make people look for new things? I mean, I googled a lot of strange shit well, during lockdown. In all honesty, I think, looking at my recent safari to mm. Kenya, Greta had, she had obviously booked yeah. know, a Sabi Sabi workshop with yourself and Trev. Yeah. Uh, prior to that, um, and that was going to happen last year, Jerry. Yes. And COVID hit. Um, but, particularly with the, the webinars that we were hosting, I think we got so many more new eyes yep. on us due to that service that we mm. that we provide. Um, so I definitely, I, I'm trying to think back to engagements I've had with people online, and I, I can't say that I've had someone per se that had never done Safari and I mm. all of a sudden want to. Yeah. Um, but I do believe that there are those people out there mm. because of what we had experienced yeah. with our webinars yeah i definitely do believe that i think i think it's also maybe
2: brought people that we've been thinking about going on safari Mm. but have cancelled because you know i can do it next year and i'll I'll save up to now think you know what i've wasted i've lost two years Mm. you know what if another thing comes up i've got to do it now Mm. i think that mind shift change has definitely Mm. been uh, definitely been in there and i mean we're in contact with people on a, on a weekly basis that want to go on safari yeah. like tomorrow but just kind of commit because of uncertainty with lockdowns and things but as far as I know you know I think UK US are talking about May, June mm. which for us is, is that's perfect good, you know, yeah. that's the that's when season, our prime, yeah. prime season starts yeah. and I, I really I cannot <laughs> wait because I think um, <laughs> Mike's dancing food baby away here <laughs> trying to think of any possible way I hope this ambient bit. sound can actually pick <laughs> up the song I'd
1: a good tune. Crocodile <laughs> Right John. <I'm laughs> <doing. laughs> there we <you> go. <laughs> Keep going, um, your hand, you're doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can I can't wait
2: to to see people's reactions. Um, first time it's not people that have that are coming back
0: on Support again. Mm. I, I did a podcast a little while ago with Brendan Byrne and he was telling a story of flying from I think Auckland to LA mm. and he was he was one of two people on an international flight. That's crazy and he he paid for an emergency seat, <laughs> and it's like fuck the whole plane's empty, and they made him sit there. I oh, know. <laughs> so t- yeah, and then when they took off, one of the air hostess persons had to come and sit next to him because of whatever. Operating. And then the yeah yeah, <laughs> and they made him move back, and then afterwards he moved back to his seat. So I'm just I'm it's curious. Sort of a hack? Yeah, but, but you, you said that the, the flights from Joburg, Nairobi was packed.
1: Chaka's block. Yeah. Both ways. Both ways. So. On the and way yeah, the, the air way
2: effect. you the whole time. whole so time. Yeah, the funny thing is.
1: You have to social distance when you're boarding the plane yes. and when you're waiting at the gates, yeah. right? But then they crap, cram you in a freaking fist full of sardines. <laughs> and then secondly, wear your mask at all times. Yeah. But then you have a meal and everyone has their mask still for 15 minutes. Yeah. i like, what like, what's the point? I'll, that, make sure I, just,
2: I'll make sure I eat very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to eat for three and a half one hours. bite every like 10 minutes. Yeah,
1: but I mean, I don't get it. And yeah, it was, it was jam-packed. And I mean, I, even under normal circumstances, yeah, yeah, yeah don't enjoy someone next to me yeah yeah no because uh-huh. uh-huh. no. yeah let's not get into that discussion because we are awful and like, ooh no <laughs> yeah. but yeah it's, it's not a great experience no it's um, not and so yeah on the way there I was lucky that I asked the ass can I move to the back and sit there because there's no one when the doors closed and she was really not having a good day like really did you wink food. at her no she wasn't happy with you. And <laughs> so she kind of ignored me but gave me like a maybe kind of I don't know a yeah. job um, yeah, when the doors closed I went to the back anyway and I had two seats to myself right at the back of the plane <laughs> no, you want that um, but then yeah on the way back there was t- no Sorry. room to move
0: nowhere it was chalk and chock but chock I think Kenya is one of the, of, of the few countries that's not on anybody's red list Yeah, yeah. yeah. whatever it is so yeah, I mean, they're open for business
1: super low. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I still I like, asked Billy, like funny thing is like the, one of the first questions I asked because shame and again it's it's been a long time since any of us really traveled into Kenya. Mm. Um, so when I went there earlier this year, like everyone came to meet me at the airport. Dixon, Sammy, <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> Billy, like <Shame laughs> man. everyone, like a rock star, everyone man. it was such a cool experience. Um, and I still remember asking Billy if one of the first questions I asked him is like, bro. How... Because at that stage, our cases were starting to skyrocket yeah. again. Second wave. Yes. Yeah. And I'd ask him how... Like, the way Kenya lives, the way we live, and I mean, Billy's experienced Joburg, he knows how people live, yeah. and things operate here, and vice versa, mm. we know how it works there. But I'd ask him, like, how? And, like, his straight up answer to me um, was that the people are just... They're so scared. They're, f- like, riddled with fear. No. Yeah. You know, and no. respectfully, they should be, but... I mean if, Then I asked But what, what makes him so fearful mm. Because yeah It's a dangerous disease It's deadly Did the government Have that narrative I know their lockdown Was quite intense Yeah They told Everyone Broadcast and said If you're in Nairobi And you've got it family
2: Within cities actually
1: Yeah yeah Like you yeah. couldn't Move out of cities Yeah You were stranded And stuck <coughs> in that city yeah. And they also encouraged If you've got family In Yanuki Or little villages somewhere Do not leave Nairobi Yeah If you've been living there because if you leave here and go to your family, you're gonna, and I think they were pretty harsh about it. They yeah. were you You'd kill your whole family. Yeah. Um, and the people just didn't leave. They stay they stayed put. Yeah. Um, and still, when I got there now, and it's like their cases are way low, and I still asked, I asked him, like, what, what's your secret? And he said, the people are just so scared. Yeah. Because, and yeah, it's flip, it's working. I I and mean, they've got, Yeah. their cases are way low. If something like in the US, because I
0: spoke to Brendan, if you look what's happening, I think there's two states today that said, no more rules, done. Back no to rules. work, back to normal, no more masks, no nothing. It's like back to normal. In the U.S., you say? Yeah. Yo, I think Texas is one state, and I cannot remember the other one, but this morning, Jeez. And then, so you got that, and you got people living in bigger cities who are shitting themselves, mm-hmm. who are basically self-isolating, even though they don't have to, and yeah. just locking themselves yeah. up. No, so, no, you, you've no. got this, this extreme. No. Like, how are you going
2: to fix I this? Did. I
0: don't know. No. How and where?
1: I
2: suppose, like, like, I mean... Again, the conversation I had last night is the positive for me is you know, there are positive talks going out. There are mm. talks of vaccinations now. I know even in South Africa they started with the health workers. I think I think they did 16,000 if I'm not mistaken. Do you think we're going to be vaccinated by the end of this year, the three of us? 100% Negative. we have to make, we have to. We'll have to find a doctor somewhere. Can we pay someone? Nothing that turn around on the table can't sort out. <laughs> 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 if, <laughs> if you're a doctor listening to this, yeah, looking no. for business. Jerry, <laughs> yeah. um, look, I, I'd like to hope so. I think the the last thing that we want to get you is you know what happens now? If vaccinations are are rolled out with mm. all the countries. Are they going to take the testing away and say, so, listen, if you have the if you have the vaccinations, you find the travel. But then what happens if? 90% of our clients can then travel all over the world, but we yeah. don't have it, we can't travel <laughs> with it. Mm. That's, that's. I'm sure we can, we'll, we'll get a doctor somewhere. There, wink, it's, wink. It's All these, You're 100 today.
0: It's all these what ifs. Yeah. What if they lift this? What if we get effort? What if? And there's just so many. What yeah. if there's a third wave? Yeah, fourth, fifth, yeah.
1: yeah. And that's, I think to me, this whole. Like the lack of travel was horrible. It wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> fun at all. Uh, but there were so many valuable lessons that I pulled out of twenty twenty. Mm. there's a lot that I had discovered or rediscovered about myself during last year. Hundred percent. So it was an important year for I think a lot of people. Did you struggle <laughs> during lockdown? I went fucking dog. Well, in all honesty, I think bad. the first five weeks were was great. I was at my mom's place, so it was my all the time. So mom food. Oh yeah, mom's food. Yeah, house. so that helped. Um, because I knew if I had st- I'm in a little fish here in Ranburg sure. if I was stranded in that for five weeks no I would have been pitch black no yeah, was it, times, bad. Man, it was dark man um, but in all honesty I only found closer to the end of last year and beginning of this year where I've been there's been a bit of yeah. dipping in negativity you, I was
0: speaking to Dangwits about that exact same thing and, and I had a chat with him one day so some Fridays not all Fridays we have one or two gins at the office or seven or eight it's Depending on the day. But we spoke to Danquist as well, and he said, and I think a lot of people made this mistake it's that thing of, okay, 2020 is almost done, thank God, tomorrow's the 1st of January. What do you think is gonna happen? It's just gonna flip. Yeah. But, but Andrew said that he, in the back of his mind, even though he knew it's not right, he went into the new year thinking, okay, we're back to normal, I'm gonna travel, I'm gonna da 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 da. And that false expectation suddenly blows up in your face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he had a
1: tough time with that. Right? Yeah. I think a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. But I I knew I even I like sat myself down and I'd ask what spoke to myself about it. yeah, so maybe I was Dark oh, G speaking to myself. Nice. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I, in my mind I had to role play it because I mean it won't just change overnight like mm. that. So you have to you, I, I definitely prepared myself for the worst going into twenty twenty one. Absolutely. And yeah. knowing that things are still going to be tough and it's still going to be challenging yeah but i think what got me through it particularly what got me through last year and what kept me kind of fired up and positive was not only the way while i and the team stood together but mm. like the content we were creating the yeah. things we were doing like these podcasts the webinars the like when we eventually started those wednesday shoots mm. like we did today it's that positivity really got i think a lot of us through it, uh, it's almost
0: like a sense of purpose definitely because definitely. when you're sitting at your home you can do all the zoom meetings Fuck, i'm tired of zoom meetings, christ alive but you can do all the zoom meetings you want but it doesn't feel like you when we started doing those things and like you say the webinars where you speak and someone's saying thanks mike i think that sense of purpose is a big deal oh
1: it definitely is Massive it Definitely thing. is i mean i i watched a sermon a while back about the purpose of work yeah and the main thing they're down on is because it provides a sense of purpose. Yeah. If you don't have a sense of purpose, no. what's the point of living? Mm. Yeah, you know, This is getting really, really, but what is the point More of living? More whiskey. <laughs> 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 All the whiskey. But what is the purpose of living without yeah. purpose? Um, and yeah, I think definitely you hit the nail on the head, DG. It's This is definitely serving a sense of purpose. And getting up in the morning, knowing no. that... No, this is the game plan, this is what we have to do, yeah. I'm not going to sit in front of my computer with my wild eye shirt on but in my underpants, yeah. working from home. You did that legit, eh? Hey? <laughs> All the time. Same. <laughs> you know, was like I'm like selling in my underpants now, G. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just quickly apologize to the waiter. <laughs> uh, but, it's, it's, but it's true though, mm-hmm. knowing that okay, I'm going to get up this morning, I'm going to have a shower, brush my teeth, make myself look presentable. Yeah. And head out and do a normal working day yeah. out there, knowing that yeah. I'm not going to be sitting at home. Yeah, There's yeah, there's a real drive and there's something to accomplish, which I think really got it's, me... I it. think it's small victories. Definitely. And and it's... Like Johan, I think, mentioned earlier, it's like, with not having travelled now, you take the little and the small things when you're out on safari for granted. Ah, oh, yeah. And like you just mens- mentioned there now, yeah. it's the little victories. Yeah. And now we're realising that it's those everyday small things that we accomplish or the little compliments we get Ah. online, whatever it may be that we so often used to just overlook because we were striving for you take it for granted exactly for bigger things Mm -hmm. now you start realizing well flip. the big the small they all um, mean something yeah they definitely mean something
0: so I'm wondering I read an interesting psychological paper because I do that in my spare time apparently about about the, the, the psychological impact of COVID on a global population and in this thing, they had it broken down, like, normal population, I think we're normal, normal, then people who already had mental di- um, challenges as such, then children, then the aged, then this and that. It's a disaster. Really? And I don't think the impact of what we've lived through and I are living through, like I'll find a few, Jeez. but I don't think we even <clears throat> half understand what's happened. No. Not even close. Because we're so caught up in day to day, I mean, and I was saying to John a couple of days ago, like, you guys wanna tell me we go to market like three months from now. I so said, We don't know what's happening tomorrow.
1: Yeah.
0: So we're going step by step, you're aiming in a direction, but you're taking baby steps because the direction might change. If you're running, you're gonna miss the plot. Oh, so they just the keep time. on yeah.
2: plotting along. You gotta stay with the time. wasted yeah. energy. Um
1: mm. yeah, it's true what you said. I mean I've like you'd ask me if that was I affected during COVID I I don't think anyone on this planet can say no, I wasn't. Yeah. There's mm. no way. Everyone has been affected some way or another. <clears throat> yeah. I saw stat, I think because
0: China was the first one that went into lockdown. Order. And in, when their lockdown l- raised, their divorce rate skyrocketed by something like 57% or something.
1: Mm. No, really?
0: Like, you can only spend so much time with one person for that long, 57% divorce rate. It's like in China,
1: everyone's
2: like but on top of each other. Yeah. It tests every single thing about you, know, your relationship, your... Sense of humour. Sense of humour, your trust, and... I'm very much on um, on your side, Mike. like, I mean, last year I thought, like, you know, I thought I'm a I'm quite strong, and I've got, get through this. got my mm. shit more or less together, yeah. and know where I want to go, but I can't put my thumb on whatever the reason, but this year, like, the last three months has been harder for me than yeah. the whole of last year, yeah.
0: Um do you for think for it's for compound for effect of last year adding up that you're realizing it now, or?
2: I think so. I think the the, the biggest thing for me is like, I'm I'm very much sort of not once it organized, but I'm very much sort of target and date driven. If someone had to say to me, you know what, on the fourth of April, twenty twenty-five, COVID will stop. That's fine. I can mentally then 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 I know mentally I can then prepare myself. Okay, cool, fire towards that. That's gonna go. Yeah. Then you know, last year we got to like level one. And about October, something like I think that. It was yeah. They went. and thought, okay, cool. You know, we all find. Spirits lifted. Yeah. And then December, we went on holiday, and teenagers got pissed and like had like massive parties. Yeah. And next minute, like everyone comes back to the cities, and like yeah. numbers go through the roof, and then you back to like close uh, the beaches, here, close the alcohol. Yeah. Level three. Here we go again. Was well, it mm-hmm. level just, four? Wasn't
0: it? Was it and then the, the level, level four? Yeah.
2: Four, yeah. And, yeah. And and for me, that is like holy shit. We've just gone like. Four steps backwards now. We've done so well from like March to October. Now you're going steps back. Now at least we're back to level one again. I'm just hoping that we don't make the same mistakes. I was about to
0: ask do you think we're going back up again? In all reality?
2: So I I don't think so. I don't think so because of the the, the vaccinations. I think people are more careful now. Mm. I don't think people will go to those rages. There's also not many. The organizers of those rage
0: things. I don't know how that got approved. So how so that happened for people international? A rage is basically all the matrix that the final year of high school at the end of the year they all go down and there's these organisers of it. It's called rage, eh? Right? Yeah, rage. And yeah. it's a week long event where you buy a ticket, you get I don't know, sex, drugs, rock and roll for the whole it week. It? Parties it's of totally. thousand people. Those organisers should be shot. Yeah, it's definitely. it's pathetic. I I
2: don't think it will go up. I mean, there there are some school holidays coming up, but like. Generally, the, that March, April, even like if you look further down the year, the July and October holidays, it's not really a big holiday for like getting away, you know, no one's really going to the beaches yeah. during that July period. i will be back in a second. Sure. Cool. Um, I think the interesting thing is like, I always thought that the winter period might be a time for it to, to peak again, but then you have also some people that say that, you know, winter, summer, I mean, up peak came in like December. Yeah, it doesn't
1: doesn't seem like it's it's linking to the seasons. Yeah. And uh, I mean, then they come out with saying spend the next amount of time in the sun, or put your clothing or whatever in the sunlight, yeah. so that the heat can kill the virus. And yeah, more recent studies apparently say that. Well, it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. Like you said, our second peak came in the, in the middle of our summer. Right. No, awesome. It was a scorching hot summer for us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't see it making a a big difference there. It was a difference. Yeah. Um, but you are saying that you. You don't think that we'll go back into a hard lockdown and people will be more cautious about it. But I mean, just going out, I went to Harapiersport Dam now recently on, what's today? Wednesday, so three, four days ago, Sunday. Met a friend in Pretoria on the bike and we rode through to Harapiersport Dam. And we decided, well, I didn't even think of calling to order a table or book a seat or whatever. And we got to a place called Upper Deck, which is like they play live music on Sundays. It's a really cool vibe. Get there, and this, like for a bike, you can a motorcycle, you can usually find parking pretty easily. We struggle to find parking on our motorcycles. Really. Um, get to the the entrance at the gate to head in, and they say, oh, it's about a thirty to forty minute waiting list. So my friend Oki, he's like this. Not really, that patient, so it was like, screw this shit. So we're not sitting here. <laughs> we're going to another place. So we tried French Toast, which is short yes. drive from there. Cool little paint place, feels like you're sitting in the middle of France. No, I
2: didn't do it with us. No, no, no. That's one of the first episodes we did of the Wednesday content. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I went to pee. What did I miss? French, French Toast? Yes. That was one of the first Friday, uh, Wednesday content. We did, yes. Because we did that after Hinops. Head-up. Yes. Yeah, we did Hinops in on that one day. Yeah. French you you toast went there for some reason.
1: No, I was. I don't know if I was filming somewhere else or someone, because yeah. I remember we did two tournist yeah. yeah. um, But yeah, so we went there and ended up that that was going to be between 45 minutes to an hour's wait. Oh, wow. So we for what? Wait a for what? The table. And did you do that? Well, we did, because I hadn't seen Oki in a very long time, so we just sat, ordered a cool drink, and we just sat in spokesman until yeah. our table was ready. Because um, like, we saw on the, the thought of Johan saying that he doesn't know if he's going to oh hotel back down. okay oh, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> excuse me but I mean looking at how busy appears with Dam was yeah yes people are like, they're yeah. over yeah it's, it's places are getting busier and jam packed and but it I might know, just yeah. be restriction lifted syndrome
0: if I may call it that you I just think. created something that's <laughs> going to go in the DSM 5 as a new psychological <laughs> illness <laughs> there we go um, is nightclubs and stuff open now no no. Fire's no Club not that I wouldn't if you say to me go to nightclub then I don't want really to fucking start I wouldn't go like, to
2: Billy's Is Billy's a nightclub if all else fails go to Billy's <laughs> I haven't been there for a while if you want to get
0: drunk and fight someone and yeah <laughs> Every, anything and everything anything you want yeah I haven't been there for a while I, I don't know going back in lockdown I don't I really hope not and not not personally I think we're good on that but the, the, the idea of breaking up then it's this at work, then it's that at work, then it's this, and then it's that. Yeah. It's that lack of, and it's what you said, is a lack of continuity of knowing yes. something. Yeah. Just do this.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. I, like, I think if, if people keep their, their common sense, then I think we'll, we'll be, we'll be mm. good. I really think we can we can write this thing out. Vaccinations have come through for uh, healthcare workers. Uh. I'm pretty confident that by, you know, towards October, November, I think the large majority of the yeah. country would be vaccinated. I'm, I'm, the only I, thing is, sorry, no, no. how are they going to plan that we're going to get vaccinated? And I think that
0: this Texas and I must check with the other, it was started with the end. That, But they, they dropped everything. It's back to normal. I think that's going to be an interesting case study in a week, a month, two months from now. Yeah. So if you suddenly see that skyrocketing, then we're all in shit. Yeah. Because then all these relaxed things will change. But
1: yeah. I don't,
0: I'm very confused a, with this whole thing.
1: A large portion of their population is vaccinated already,
0: isn't it? I think Biden said today, this morning, that by end of May, all the adult population will be vaccinated. In
2: the whole of the states.
0: Apparently. Well, just, that's a lot of people. It is a lot of people.
1: That's
2: a lot of people. No. <laughs> Almost envision these robots walking down the street like... Eh, Jabbing yeah, everybody. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
0: sure. Do for the vaccination do you have to go to a doctor or can you just get like a nurse how does it work
1: i think it's just like a
2: clinic uh, like a so you can go, like, to I'm sure, like go to like clicks and go disc to their GEM, clinic or something like a yeah. travel clinic yeah uh-huh. yeah
1: because i know disc game started implementing the yeah. rap or the COVID testing for us yeah so i'm pretty sure and i mean all their nurses okay. are should be qualified yeah. so i'm sure they'll be able to, to I, tap.
0: I have a fear of what's your fear I, okay so i I'm, I'm not claustrophobic i'm not scared of heights I think two of my fears is needles, number one. I, I cannot see a needle go into me. I will pass out right now.
2: Really?
0: <laughs> like, fucking straight. Like, I can... They can stick whatever they want into you. No. But if I, I look... If I go for insurance or whatever and they put a needle in, I get this, like... This iron taste in my mouth and I want to fucking pass out. What no ways. Is that bad? No, it's that... That and spider webs. Not spiders, spider webs. No,
1: spider webs are
0: a bit freaky. You, you go ninja straight up. It's like fucking straight up ninja stuff.
1: I think dark water...
2: Oh.
1: That's the worst movie ever. Is there you actually a movie called Dark Water? It's either dark or open blue water. Open, open water. Open water, yes. Oh
0: my god. That's the worst movie ever. Oh. That's a trip or movie or any exactly. dark or I don't care, it's horrible.
1: Or dirty water. It's like when just growing up you go skiing or wakeboarding or tubing. Ooh, like you fall that f- Yeah, you fall into that water and I, I kid you, you obviously got your life jacket mm. so it keeps you buoyant and afloat. Yeah. I remember I just always used to pull my legs out. There's
0: bad shit underneath it. Yeah, like yeah, what
1: I was <laughs> gonna grab your feet? and that used to freak, I remember um, parasailing we went to Sun City they have a big <laughs> dam there and they do parasailing yes. around this one dam how kid you not We well, are just like high up in the sky you look down and you see these things swimming in the water thank you it looks like freaking whales yeah. it's yeah. obviously catfish barber yeah. the size don't of you a look whale look at those your yeah, thing will swallow you whole <laughs> <laughs> so, then again like you're up there you know well flip my landing is in that water And yeah I don't know that, that freaks me out a little bit oh. dark, dark, I dark get. or dirty
2: water Yah, heights. Really? Don't do heights, eh? At all. No. So don't ask me to go bungee jumping or no. I I, I, mean, I I could literally. You know these like videos you watch of people walking on the side of the buildings. Yeah. My legs like start like doing funny. Things. Just watching. Just watching on the phone or on TV. Oh really? Can't can't like I, I get this numbness in my legs. I, I've be... only
0: felt it once. I'm, I'm not scared of heights. I'm, I'm quite enjoy it. It's cool. At the Foot Tracker Monument, yeah. I don't know when you're me about the Foot Tracker. We can go cover the Foot Tracker Monument. That'll actually yeah. be a fun one. Good idea. My sister
2: actually got married there somewhere. Now. In the Foot Tracker Monument. Not in there, but like. Met and good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Short brown pant and. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Long socks so and. So when go you go to the Foot Tracker Monument, you go up to the top. They've got to a the top level yeah. because on the 16th of December there's that thing where the sun shines through on the whatever at the bottom, and I should know this. on <laughs> am but but from the top when you look down, and it's both your balls and your stomach kind of pull back. <laughs>
2: but that, that feeling is like no, Whoa no, yeah, no, But that's no. the only
0: time Other than that Not too bad
2: I can't even stand on my roof And look was done was like,
0: Did you see that video while back It was a viral thing GoPro did it They had an astronaut Like free fall jump Yes Did you see that
2: We took it Through his parachute down
0: No 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 so it's, This guy's in space Yeah Yeah. And he got like a thing And was it a plunger Or a free fall What was it no, Free no, fall I think it
1: was a free fall yeah.
0: And he's in space On this little capsule It was a GoPro thing yeah. And this guy from the top See so earth down there you don't see
2: land you see
0: earth there's like, like the, the earth, thing no, no. No. and this oak jumps and he just falls no yeah no. You, like. your hands just
2: turned like a pale shade no. of grey I, I watched the <laughs> thing um, I think it was last night or early this morning but also guys up in a up in a plane and this guy so there's like two or three guys with their parachutes this guy one guy takes his parachute off why? And because he said like these guys will catch him these guys in their parachutes will then catch him and then Help him, down. Him, help him down. So he jumps off, out of this plane. Without a parachute. Without a parachute, nothing. I can top that though. Free, free falls, mm-hmm. and eventually like, it happened that these guys caught him, connected him, and landed. But that I will have a heart attack Three. four times before he can good.
1: You must go check, do some research online. There's one where I guided a parachute-less free fall and landed. With well, no parachutes. What, well, did he bounce? So... Yeah, no, well, <laughs> flip, if he hit the ground, I think he was... of really dead. <laughs> no, no, but... No, he jumped out, so... Yeah, obviously he's not with us. <laughs> he
2: he didn't... <laughs> 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 he's flat, but hey, he did it. <laughs> no, but there's obviously major calculations
1: that they had to do, but the Sook had to jump out at the right time, right height, right speed. Well, did he glide oh. how, how Yeah, much? so you had a... I don't even think he had a suit on, it was just a proper free fall. And they set up this massive net. That caught him. Yeah, that basically caught him. <laughs> and he had to, like, I, can't I, do that. I just is No, <laughs> missed. So check it out. <laughs> but, like, because this guy had to, just before he hit the, the net at the right altitude, he obviously had to look at his watch, he had to, like, do this whole, like, somersault yeah. in the air to land on this net on his back but it was like a, not a super tight net because <laughs> like he hit straight back up in the air. but it was a very loose fit of net so it, it, and it was is there crazy. a video of this shit yeah go check it online and when this guy hits the net you can see him like fall in his velocity obviously and like just before he hits the ground he, he like kind of comes back up and he he landed safely a free fall jump with no parachute why did he do that he wanted to be cool Boy, he's just mental. Yeah, maybe chicks dig it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that but yeah. But I mean anything. I would love to skydive but No, I've also never done that. Yes, I have to I would I'm gonna do it one day. Yeah. If maybe I you do should have that. Let's do it. You'll But, just but have you and nice to do it with us. If you
2: were meant to fly you would have been born with wings <laughs> and feathers and We're not meant to be up there. Anymore. You're not buying into this, eh? Huh? All We'll give you enough tequila and you'll bungee with us. Straight. A couple of tequilas, you could to go. You're going to have to give me like a few bottles. It just <laughs> knock me out completely with a bit of M99 or something and then. Just throw you off? Just throw me off. Jeez.
1: I think that'll be like my problem going onto the edge of a bungee. I would. I know myself. I will struggle to jump. It'll be like one. So, no, okay, wait, 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 and way. that'll <laughs> happen like four hundred times <laughs> before I jump. this cube adding up behind yeah, me, i are really going to gets so bleak. So you'll have to push me. I'll I won't tell jump.
2: you like a funny story. So a few years ago, we were at Vic Falls, and one of my mates wanted to go jump. I said, "Listen, I'll I'll walk across the bridge. I'm not gonna jump. I'll walk across the bridge and I'll stand there and, and like watch you jump off." And it was this cocky. I think it was other New Zealand or Australian. Like, oh, so, like it's not as high as I thought. You know. It's, and you know you can see these these guys these zimbos like. i hey, checking this. Oak. Looking at this, I and thinking you know what. You little shit. You little shit. You think everything <laughs> is bigger and better. Him. So that the time after this, I'm like, oh, no, it's just easy, whatever. And this guy goes as he's about to jump, they all go, no, 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 no. They stop. The this guy screams. Oh my he word. Was he was squealy. like squealing like a girl. Oh my gosh. You thought they didn't time up properly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my gosh, man. That's I w- nasty. Man. I wish they
2: had it on video, but they <laughs> this guy got back, but he was so big, but he was like see through. Yes, that's And they I mean. like they all laughing between them, all the Zimba oaks and like just having like, a laugh. Like, don't be don't be cocky when you approach the. Don't the be, that guy. Don't, that, be guy. that guy. don't yeah. be that guy. You seen a a that
1: pranks where um, it's like I think it's like us, the one I saw was a bachelor's. Where they prank the guy, you're gonna go bungeeing for your bachelors. Yeah. And they blindfold him, they put on all the gear around the ankles, straps, harnesses, safety harness, like the whole bank shoots. But he's blindfolded throughout this whole thing. <laughs> now that's already enough to and stop. They put him on like, put him on like a little ledge, probably as high as this table, not that high. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they put him mattresses. And like they have these guys hanging, like three, two, one, touch it. And they push him, and you hear the snake just going, boss, and he's like, ah. <laughs> 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 it's
2: just like, what the hell has just happened? That's yeah. not funny, that's man. That's evil. That, that must <laughs> screw your mind.
1: <laughs> that is evil. You're expecting this, like,
2: what's it, four, four. four, five second freefall. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is probably the only way you get me to punch you. have to blindfold me, give me a few whiskeys, and I have no idea what Done, let's go. Cool. <laughs> It'll actually like get me out of bed as well.
0: <laughs> some, of these, some of these prank things, I saw one yesterday. So it's obviously in like a commune or something. So there's like this, it's like a like a lounge area where there's a couple of guys sitting around and there's a bed on the side. And you check there's like two guys and then someone's filming this. And what they did is, you, so you see the video, this guy's fast asleep on like a little blanket and he just fucking goes airborne. So what they did is they put airbags under the mattress, like three of these things. <laughs> <laughs> this is fast asleep, so you check these two oaks and they look at the camera and they're like, they push and these airbags deploy and out of nowhere this guy just goes like two meters in the air. <laughs> people, there's some evil stuff people yeah, are doing. for sure. That's a rude awakening right there. I would beat someone. Well, we were talking, we were talking about this Brazilian lift prank earlier. Yeah. For the, if you haven't seen, it's like where they film a lift, long story short, there's a lift, it's like metal panels There's mirrors And then They film these people In the lift The lights flicker It goes dark A little girl With a, like a white yeah. dress Long black hair Comes in Lights come on And she's standing next to you Like you're gonna kill someone like that yeah. It's an evil little demon <laughs> Yeah You have people screaming like, I think it's called Brazilian lift prank Or something Go oh. look it up I mean, And some of those people Who get into that lift Are elderly You're, you're gonna kill someone You're yeah, gonna kill a holiday. Or, or you're
2: gonna kill the child I'll, I'd go postal on <coughs> the child I, would ki- I would've kicked it if, Will
0: go through the lift. What's viral right now online? What's like viral videos right
1: now? Is there anything that's peaking? Oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Oh yeah! challenge is pretty. (laughs) That's quite interesting. I think Johan's keeping it (laughs) viral. (laughs) Yeah, Johann's
2: winning
1: this one. I thought you'd Give
2: us a good one. one. I can't do that now Come on Jan When
0: you're ready I can't When I you're
2: can't ready Because <laughs> <laughs> the last big viral That's thing That's how it works yeah. Thinking about all these pranks We actually need a bachelors Mike you need to get married We need a bachelors Yeah uh, Mike make I, a I bad need break. to get married yeah. Just for the bachelors You can get divorced <laughs> afterwards If any of you guys are listening to this And you wow. have a bachelors That you're planning Please invite us Yeah we'd love to come through We'll give you a whole year Yeah <laughs> Oh yeah. That went viral Tons. in the um, video. No in it did. For the wrong reasons.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I think you did you did one on Trevor's video this morning and he was quite pissed off, eh?
2: Yeah. He actually nearly
1: like broke my foot. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. No. Yeah. But there's nothing
0: like viral because there's always these things about it there's a great white shark and someone swims and the shark's behind them shit like that there's No,
1: yeah, I actually don't think there has been anything no. people are
2: in lockdown oh. yeah.
1: we're going to have one more whiskey after we finish this I think so when we finish it okay so uh, right now last thoughts Mike. <laughs> last thoughts well this was a great day um, I think this was a fun much needed podcast nothing formal mm-hmm. um, oh, 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 oh wait sorry Okay, the formal's coming. Go, Mike can be (coughs) formal? So the thought is,
0: and let us know in the comments, so we're going to be sharing this out on platforms. The thought is to every two weeks, meet for drinks, we are going to have two drinks first and then start podcasting. Random shit, so brace yourself for that, that's coming up. Okay, Mike, formal. Cool.
1: Yeah, it's been a good episode. Um, It's been a good day in general. Um, And last thoughts. Yeah, I think people should just remain as positive as possible um, I mean I chatted to Jonna yesterday about bookings uh, safari bookings um, and potential leads for travels and I mean people are wanting to get out wanting to travel in the walls slowly getting back to normality in a way uh, with the rollout of the So I mm. think yeah just stay positive um, keep dreaming keep planning and yeah, I mean we always had to answer any questions you have so mm. feel free Johan
2: yeah pretty much the same I think um, enjoying the, these Wednesday shoots I think if you guys have um, if you guys have any One ideas more. of things that you want us to um, to video or do on these Wednesdays you know whether it be I think we've almost broken it up into categories so we're doing kind of lifestyle active stuff <laughs> restaurants and um, and a bit of jokes on the side but if there's anything in particular you guys, so I'm just laughing, these two guys are <laughs> absolute absolutely unplayable next thing. <laughs> oh we should, uh, we should actually put a video up for every podcast. Yeah, I know. We need to get like an aerial view. Um maybe if it's just like a bloopers thing, it'll be funny. Yeah, I mean if there's anything you guys would like to see more of, let us know. We're also looking at maybe doing a few a few more lodges. I think from the feedback that we've had. Yeah. And you guys have really enjoyed it and also the, the interaction and the the jokes and the mm-hmm. laughs behind the scenes I think has been a been a great hit. So Thank you so much for for listening and for following along and for all your engagement. And we'll definitely keep on um, doing this every week and sending it through your way.
1: Absolutely.
0: Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Yeah, I think, I mean, the one thing that's been cool is during this time, we've doubled down on content. Um, I think we've stepped out of comfort zone a little bit for us. I think it's made some people very nervous, but I think it's the best thing we could have done. So... We're going to keep doing that. We're going to be, keep on sharing on social, on video, on audio, written word, the whole bunch. But like, as, as Johan said, um, if you have any questions, get in touch. And it doesn't even have to be just about wildlife and photography anymore. Open it up. Anything. I mean, where we get our tattoos. I mean, anything. Literally. So, um, oh, let's do the formal finish. If you need to get hold of me, social media, Jerry van uh, email jerry at wildeye wild with an i wild with an i go again Johan. what was that the
2: <laughs> yeah, that was close <laughs> jerry g-e-r-r-y
0: at wildeye two words with a hyphen dot michael is the same Johan is the same what's your social mike uh, michael l-a-u-b-a-c-h-e-r and yeah. johann
2: von photography
0: there it is so we will see you in the next episode thanks for listening thanks for lending us your ears my name is Jerry. My name is Mike. My name is John. We're from WildEye. Bye.
1: Cheers. Cheers.